Welcome to NFL Live. We are just a day away from the start of week 18, which has five win and end games. Mina Kimes, what do we need to know about the Texans and the Colts? Yeah, I want to see if Gardner Minshew can do something he hasn't done much this season, but did last week, as you see here, throwing to Alec Pierce, which is connect deep. It is an area where this Texan defense, which is much improved, is still vulnerable. 25th in DVOA versus deep passes. If Gardner can do that, if he can get the deep ball going, I think this offense has a chance. I'm looking for Jaguars, Titans, Hannah. I want to see the health of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence this year has been a little bit like the Black Knight from the old Monty Python movie where you cut off an arm and cut off a leg and he still comes at you. Finally missed a game last week with a shoulder injury, but he's been back at practice all week in a limited uh, participant. They list him as questionable, but I think it would be a surprise if Trevor Lawrence couldn't go for this one. Bears, Packers. This is a big one for the Green Bay Packers and I believe for the Chicago Bears, especially with the Justin Fields saga, but I'm going to go to Green Bay. Jordan Love, opportunity to go to the playoffs in his first year as a full-time starter. That would be a win for him and also Brian Gutekunst, who took a lot of heat for drafting a quarterback. Seems to be working out. They're getting healthier on the outside. Green Bay in Lambeau for a chance to go to the playoffs. Seems familiar? Yeah, they were just here last year. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, should beat the Carolina Panthers, who have been the worst team in the NFL, and in doing so, they should block up the division. Uh, it's something that I think, though, can never be taken for granted in the NFL, but it starts, of course, with connection to the guy you see there, Mike Evans, who's quietly put together another incredible season uh, with Baker Mayfield. When that connection is on, when he's able to hit Evans deep, particularly against man coverage, the Bucks' offense really clicks, and they should have the opportunity to do so against a Panther secondary that can't cover him. And finally, primetime Sunday night, Bills, Dolphins for the AFC East title. Buffalo has won it the last three seasons. Finns lost by 28 in Buffalo back in week four. Even though they are 7-1 at home this season, they have major injury concerns on both sides of the ball. Pass rusher Bradley Chubb so sadly suffering a season-ending torn Achilles in a 56-19 loss at Baltimore in Week 17. Can they regroup? As we welcome you to NFL Live on the final Friday of the regular season, uh, Hannah Storm with Marcus Swagoo. It's good to be with it's you. It's so good to be good to have you here in person. Big Ross and Mina. Mina Kimes and Dan Graziano with us as well. Only three seeds locked up in the AFC. It's crazy and one in the NFC. So, Graz, let's start with who is actually playing. Time to check in with the Domino's pregame headquarters for the Bills and the Finns matchup. So, Dan the man, Miami with key injuries. What more can you tell us mm -hmm. about the status of some of these players for Sunday? Well, let's start with the quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, because there's good news there. He, he hurt his shoulder toward the end of last week's game, but he's been a full participant in practice all week, and the expectation is that he'll be fine to go uh, for this huge game against Miami. You see Raheem Mostert there. He missed last week's game with knee and ankle injuries, was back out at practice today, so there's at least some hope that he'll be able to go Sunday night. Same with Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle returned to practice today and was out running routes, catching passes, so it's possible he could return from that ankle sprain in time to play Sunday night against Buffalo. It was a big step for him to be back out on the field today. 
And then Xavier Howard, the cornerback, the news there not as good. Uh, head coach Mike McDaniel actually already ruled him out earlier today with that foot injury. All right, so Eli Apple expected to start in his place. Thanks, Dan. The Dolphins offense has really struggled against quality competition. They struggled against winning teams overall, but Miami averaging only 17 points a game against teams that came into the matchup with a winning record. Tua Tunga by Lois QBR has absolutely plummeted in those games. They're going to get another chance to reverse that trend Sunday night against the 10 and 6 Bills, whose defense has allowed the fourth fewest points per game in the NFL. So, Swagoo, how can the Finns change this narrative and have success? Their whole, their whole focus and premise of this game should be for them to how can they creatively get the ball in Tyreek Hill's hands and Devon Achan. How, creatively, not just letting Tua drop back and stand in the middle of the pocket. I still think Tua struggles with secondary plays when he has to move out of the pocket and improvise. But when he can play in rhythm and on time, and how you loosen the defense up is to make them come up and tackle. Now, the Buffalo Bills have been really good, and they've pressured a little bit more than usual, and we saw it against the New England Patriots. So when you have potentially those opportunities man-to-man down the field with Tyreek Hill, you have to try to capitalize on them. But I want to see some jet sweeps. I want to see some creativity mm-hmm. in the screen game. That is how you get after this Buffalo Bills defense. You're not going to play them straight up. This defensive line is playing wonderful. you got to attack these linebackers. But more importantly, get your superstar involved early and often and get the ball in their hands beyond Tua having to throw a slant or having to throw a deep ball. Yeah, listen, everybody knows they can rip off some explosive plays. They know what Tyreek Hill can do. Mina, we know Sean McDermott's going to make some adjustments. How do you see that defense trying to slow down this explosive offense? Well, we just saw defense do a fantastic job of it. The Baltimore Ravens, who uh, used a game plan not too dissimilar from what San Francisco did near the end of last season, which is you focus on taking away the middle of the field, getting in those throwing windows, those landmarks that Tua hit so unbelievably quickly, taking away the in-breaking concepts, forcing him to throw outside the numbers where this offense is simply less potent. However, it should also be noted that the two defenses I mentioned, Baltimore and San Francisco, have the two best linebacker duos in the NFL, which makes doing all of that a lot easier. (laughs) And and these Bills young linebackers, by the way, Marcus, they're playing really well. Uh, Bernard Dawson Dawson, since Matt Milano went down. Mm -hmm. But this is a very difficult challenge, especially if the Dolphins don't fall behind and you also have to account for the run action. All the stuff I mentioned, it, it, it happens usually coupled with a lot of pre-stat motion, some sort of fake handoff at times. And for a linebacker, that's a very tall order if Miami still has the option to run the ball too. Yeah, really fascinating on both sides of the ball. Uh, We're going to pick this one in just a bit, but it's been a long time for Miami. They haven't won the East since 2008 when Chad Pennington was the quarterback. Tony Sperano was the head coach. Remember that? Sperano was with me in Dallas. Yep. There you go. See, you knew that already, Swagoo. All right. uh, Win and get in. Nothing like controlling your own playoff destiny. But does Jordan Love have to win to make the Aaron department? Aaron Rodgers' departure worth it? What's love got to do? There you go. Swag is singing. And who doesn't like a little extra cash in their pockets? that bad. Yeah, plenty of players (laughs) have some incentives this weekend beyond the playoffs. We'll tell you who needs what to get that bag. Moolah Bay. 
Pre-Game HQ is brought to you by Domino's. Earn free food after just two orders with new Domino's rewards. It's easier than ever to earn free pizza, stuffed cheesy bread, lava cakes, and more. Sign up to start earning today. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is time now to play a little game that we like to call Read and React. We are going to look at two teams locked into their playoff seeds, starting with Kansas City, the number three seed in the AFC, and according to ESPN Analytics, the Chiefs' most likely opponent in next week's wildcard round is the Finns, who would be the sixth seed if, that's a big if, they lose to the Bills on Sunday night. The Colts, the Texans, the Bills, the Steelers, all potential opponents. They will be sitting by and watching this weekend. So, Swagoo, which team should the Chiefs want to play? I felt absolutely dumb when I answered this the first time. But it's the Texans. And I'm leaning what? on the youth. The youth. Just the Come first on. time being in the playoffs, a first-year head coach, a rookie quarterback. The playoffs are different. I know people try to explain it. But you can't explain it. It's a different atmosphere. Every play is at stake. And you just wonder how this young team is going to handle that. I don't feel 100% confident about it. But if I I thought about myself as a veteran in the NFL, mm-hmm. if I was going into the playoffs for the first game, right. I want to play a rookie quarterback. But CJ Stroud is <laughs> it's special. Fine. I don't, it's okay. I, see, I don't really it, like it, your pick. Rookies. No. I know how you feel about Houston. I know how you feel know, about he's Houston. He's so cool, though. Yeah, he is. Man. Ah, all right, let's move on to Cleveland, where the Browns are locked in as that five 
seed in the AFC. Winners of four straight with none other than Joe Flacco at the helm. Cleveland is going to face the AFC South champions. So that'll be the Jaguars if they beat the Titans on Sunday. If the Jags lose, then the Browns are going to play the winner of the aforementioned Texans and Colts game. So, Mina, I don't know if you're disrespecting the Texans either. Uh, which one of these teams should the Browns want to play? I am a C.J. Stroud respecter. I am not choosing the Texans. I, I'm choosing the Indianapolis Colts because of the quarterback, and I don't want to diminish what the Colts have done this season. That front is really strong. I think Shane Steichen's a fabulous coach. But while Trevor Lawrence hasn't played particularly great at times this year, I would still rather face Gardner Minshew than Stroud or Lawrence in the playoffs. Jags also have very good pass rush. Brown's offensive line is injured, so give me give me the Colts uh, if I have the choice. All right, all right, that's solid. Got that, Mina. Uh, for the second straight year, the Packers have a win and in game at Lambeau Field in the final week of the regular season. Now, last year, of course, you remember it well. It happened in prime time on Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers' final game as a Packer. The Lions come in and spoil the day. Uh, if the Packers could still make the playoffs, actually, if they lose, but they would need a loss by the Saints or the Buccaneers and losses by both the Vikings and the Seahawks. Uh, that's a lot. So, Graz, the Packers have been pretty banged up all season. I've heard you've been talking all week, though, about their receiving core. Just give us a sense of how healthy they are going into this critical weekend. Well, healthier than they've been, Hannah, as a group. I mean, when you look at, I mean, you know, Dontavian Wicks, the tight end, Luke Musgrave, uh, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, all listed as questionable for this game. But they've all been able to practice all week, with one exception. They held Watson out today. Uh, he said after practice that his hope was that that would help him rest up and get ready to play Sunday, give him a chance to play. There's a chance that Jordan Love has all of these guys available to him uh, when they take the field on Sunday, which has not been the case for uh, large chunks of this season. Man, has he been playing well, Jordan Love, the last seven weeks. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Uh, Mina, what do the Packers need to do to win this game and clinch a playoff berth unlike a year ago? You know, I was thinking about it, Hannah. I, I love, like, Disney movies about sports or kids' movies, Mighty Ducks, Little Giants. And I feel like this Packers season is kind of like one of those movies. I mean, you, you know, lose your star quarterback. Nobody yeah. believes in you. Everybody thinks you're rebuilding. Right. The names that Dan just mentioned, most of America never heard of uh, before this season. Chris Watson played a bit at the end of last year, of course. And Jordan Love, you got your young quarterback who – has giant shoes to fill, and boy, does he fill them. But it's not just about him. It is about all of those guys I mentioned. Tucker Craft at tight end. Reed has been fantastic. Uh, and Wicks, I mean, getting him back in the lineup is amazing. And that matters a lot against a Bears defense that has been surprisingly strong but really has one star at corner in Jalen Johnson. You can target, uh, you can go after matchups versus the other positions. I think the Packers' youth movement and their depth at those skill positions will serve him them well in this game because it's not just about one guy the way it is with Chicago, frankly, and DJ Moore. Yeah, we got Grimes talking about the guys coming back. Mina talking mm -hmm. about she loves the Little Giants. And Green Bay has been running the annexation of Puerto Rico a lot. <laughs> They've been explosive <laughs> offensively. But I'm going to go to the other side of the ball, man. Okay. Because here's where my problem lies. Two weeks ago, I saw the mm. Carolina Panthers put 30 points on this right. defense. The week prior to that, I saw Tampa Bay have a successful day yeah. against him. Now, they only surrendered 10 points to the Minnesota Vikings mm -hmm. in this recent win, so hopefully that's something to build off of. 
the inconsistency of Green Bay's defense bothers me. Scary. Especially with the way that Justin Fields and this offense is playing. And Justin Fields, in particular, with his ability to escape with his legs, but also pushing the ball down the field to DJ Moore and kind of becoming the guy that's making this a very tough decision if, if Chicago is going to move on from him. You just there is a there is a nervous angst when you watch your defense go up and down because now as a coach you're trying to figure out who are we going to be today and this will be the wrong day to be mm -hmm. a bad defense with that quarterback in Chicago with the way that he's been playing the few uh, the recent weeks. Listen, it's a showcase game for him. We yes. don't know where he's going to be next season. Mina brought it up yesterday. Who's going to really stop DJ Moore? So when we look at our picks for this game, I'm taking the Bears. I'm going to pick spoilers yep. all day long. Mina? We got it close. Close? Yeah, I got it close, man. These Bears have a lot to play for. Matt Eberflus, Justin Fields, defense yep. playing so well. Um, but and, and, of course, the opportunity to play spoiler. I just like this Packers offense uh, so much, the way that Jordan Love's been playing. But I, I, I agree. I don't think this is going to be a foregone conclusion for Green Bay. Not at all. And if they lose, that does help Mina's favorite team. More Heck on yeah. that in just a moment. <laughs> Time now for DraftKings Sportsbook Same Game Parlay. Back with Mina. So over under 247 and a half passing yards for Jordan Love. What do you think, Mina? You know, I'm going under, Hannah, even though I, I know I just said I think Jordan Love will play well. I, I do think so. But this Bears defense has allowed an average of 204 passing yards of the last eight games. Uh, they're really good at limiting explosives. So I think it'll be tight, even though I do see Jordan Love playing well. All right, so let's talk about the other side of the ball there. Over under 53 and a half rushing yards for Justin Fields. That's a good one. Yeah, that's over for me. A lot less confident in the Packers' defense and the Packers' offense. They've allowed the fourth most rushing yards to quarterbacks this season. And uh, Justin Fields, as we've discussed, is playing for a lot uh, this final week. All right, let's talk about our X factor that we've been focusing on. Over, under, 64 and a half receiving yards for DJ Moore. That's an over for me, um, largely because DJ Moore really is Fields, not just primary option, but sometimes his only option. In fact, he's the only Bears receiver to have positive EPA per play when Fields throws to him this year. Uh, I don't think anyone in the Green Bay secondary is capable of containing him or manning him up, so I, I like the over here. All right, listen, could be a great scenario for Eberflus, for Fields. Who knows? We will see this weekend. Playoff scenarios are countless, but can't C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans actually make history in their rookie seasons? Mina's back to tell us how it's going to happen. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code NFL Live when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Time now for some top storylines surrounding quarterbacks who are in the playoff hunt as we bring back Dan the man. Uh, what more can you tell us about Baker Mayfield? Worrisome with that rib injury. Bucks at the Panthers. Officially listed as questionable, but got in a full practice today and, and is set to start against the Panthers in a game the Bucks uh, need to win in order to claim their third straight NFC South title. I don't think Baker Mayfield probably feels the best he's ever felt in his life, but he feels like he can suit up and give it a go uh, in spite of the pain in those ribs uh, on Sunday in a massive game for Tampa Bay. Mason Rudolph going to get another start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why is that? Well, the offense is scoring points since they put him in at quarterback, and they weren't before. They've averaged 32 points a game the last two weeks with Mason Rudolph starting, and Mike Tomlin believes it's a meritocracy. The offense has performed better with him in there. He's going to get a shot. No promises beyond this week if they win and make the playoffs, but Mason Rudolph going to try and get them there. And in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, who missed last week's game with a shoulder injury, has been able to practice all week. Officially listed as questionable, but there is a lot of optimism around Jacksonville that he will be able to return and start for them this week. I think there's pain in the shoulder, but he believes he can try and fight through it, and this is a game the Jaguars pretty much need to win. They could get in with a loss, but they need a lot of extra help. So uh, I would expect Trevor Lawrence to answer the bell in Tennessee on Sunday. Yeah, they're three and a half point favorites. But again, they want to clinch those back to back division titles, which they would do with a win. Thank you, Dan. The Jaguars do control their own destiny, beat the Titans, and they take the AFC South. Now, as Dan mentioned, the Jaguars could still clinch a wild card spot if they lose, but they would need losses by both the Broncos and the Steelers. We're going to get in that Steelers-Ravens game in a bit. So, Mina, the Jags lost four in a row. They just did not look good. Of course, they managed to beat the Panthers last week to stop that losing streak, but who must step up for them in this game? Yeah, well, it goes without saying Trevor Lawrence can't turn over the football, but I'm going to actually go to the other side of the ball and focus on the Jags' pass rush because this Titans offensive line has been one of the weakest in football all year. You just saw against the Houston Texans, Ryan Tannehill was pressured on 56% of dropbacks. Will Levis, before he went out, was pressured on 57%. Those are very high numbers, and this is a Jags rush. That has looked elite at times with Josh Allen leading the way, Trayvon mm. Walker making being disruptive this year. But then there have been games where they haven't been as much of a, of a force. This is a game where they need to show up. They can single-handedly win it for this team and send them straight into the postseason. All right, so as we take a look at our picks for this game, uh, once again, I got up this morning and said I'm going to take every spoiler possible. <laughs> <We> appreciate it. <laughs> I don't think 
gets outside the realm Keep us of off those graphics, Hannah. Mina, Mina, help me out. I mean, the Jags save does not me, look good. Save me graphics. You, do you no, think? no, I will help you out. It's Mike Rabel. He yes. drags teams into hell. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, uh, thank you. He wins all kinds of games. He's not supposed to win. He, he would relish the opportunity to yes. ruin life for a division. I mean, the, Miami, exactly I the Miami thinking. game just happened a few weeks ago. That's right. So it's it not did. out the realm yeah. of possibility. That's, and it's been a crazy season. Yep. It really has. Really hard to predict. So. Why not go for the spoiler? Let's have a little fun here. All right, the Week 18 NFL season finale is here. Tomorrow, our doubleheader is loaded with playoff implications. The Steelers, the Ravens at 415 Eastern, 115 Pacific. Colts hosting the Texans. Oh, can't wait for that. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, both games on ESPN, on ABC, on ESPN Deportes, and on ESPN+. All right, let's go to those Steelers. They would make the playoffs with a win over the Ravens and a loss by either the Bills or the Jaguars. Pittsburgh could still get in if they lose that game, but then they would need a Broncos win and a Jaguars loss. So Mason Rudolph looking to go 3-0 for the Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin said he is going with a hot hand. They're facing a good quarterback on the other side. Obviously, it's not Lamar Jackson. He gets about three weeks rest here, but Tyler Huntley is yeah. going for the Ravens. What do the Steelers need to do to keep their playoff hopes Well, alive? let me start off with this. Don't take Tyler Huntley lightly. Right. We've seen him play really good football. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and then the second thing is go with the hot hand and Mason Rudolph but the real hot hand is when he hands it off <laughs> to Warren go. and Najee Harris with the way that this team is running the football they're doing it out of multiple formations they've gotten back to having an identity and this is what we relate to the Pittsburgh Steelers being a physical team up up front and making people respect the fact that they can run the football successfully enough to win football games and we've seen it for the last couple of weeks and then too when you think about Mike Tomlin right we, we saw Mike Tomlin get almost get in the playoffs or I think they did with Duck Hodges at quarterback right he's figured out ways to make this team morph into what they need to be so when you look at Pittsburgh the identity has become the run game and then defensively we know what what they can do from a pass rush standpoint mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you this right now if the Pittsburgh Steelers get into the playoffs right. with this brand of football that they're playing right now, if they're able to stay true to that, it won't be about Mason Rudolph. It'll be about the run game, and it'll be about T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. And that is a scary proposition for everybody in the NFL. Wait, really quickly, would you keep Rudolph as a quarterback if they do get in? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Because I don't think Kenny Pickett has done enough for him yeah. to just walk into the building and say, give me my job back. I'm going to go make us help us win. Yeah, it's not without the realm of possibility. We're going to see Tomlin back and maybe someone else at quarterback yeah. next season. Certainly could be. All right, let, there you go. He likes Russell Wilson there. Okay, why not? Uh, Marcus, you're the only one, though. All of that having been said, that's picking yeah. the Ravens. Yeah. Why? Because they care about preseason games. What makes you think they don't yeah. care about this game <laughs> that's coming up? And I'll tell you this, too. Like, when you talking about individual opponents. Yeah. The Ravens don't want Pittsburgh Steelers with an oh, opportunity to get in the playoffs. These teams hate each other. They do. Let's they do. call it like send it is. Home. They'd love to send them home. <laughs> All right. Two teams that will be in the spotlight this weekend are the Texans and the Colts. Winner gets in the playoffs and takes the division title if Jacksonville loses or ties. Now, it's really a winner-take-all situation, right? Because the loser of this game, they are out of the playoffs. So, Swagoo, how do you see this Texans defense trying to game plan for the Colts? This goes back. Mina mentioned this. This goes back to when they hired D'Amico Ryans in Houston, and I mm -hmm. said this was a home run. Absolutely. And now you're starting to see the manifestation of a mentality. And that's what I love about them defensively. We knew that D'Amico Ryans was a really good defensive mind. 
but there is a brand of football that he likes to play on that side of the football, and I think it's coming to fruition. We saw this team earlier in the year get after the quarterback. They drafted Will Anderson, which is in the vein of D'Amico Rines, obviously taking C.J. Stroud and doing it with a very young team. Stingley on the back end is starting to take the football away and becoming that corner that they feel comfortable with matching up one-on-one with the best guy on the other side. Here's the thing that I like about what the uh, Texans are doing defensively. They letting their hair out. They letting it hang out like it's no there is no compromise and we're going to wait for you to show us what we need to do or what adjustment that we need to make. And that's the ultimate respect I had for D'Amico when he was in San Francisco. The really good defenses in the NFL. Obviously, you got to have the players, but they want to dictate to offenses what they want to do. I think the Texans have been doing a phenomenal job of that the uh, past couple of weeks. He's been a great head Absolutely. coach, too, Absolutely. which doesn't always happen yep. with a great assistant. He has completely changed the culture Absolutely. of that franchise and really fashioned it in his own could personality. Imagine, could you imagine if this team had J.J. Watt? In his prime, wow, man! Like, we uh, would we would have a completely different conversation about uh, Houston right now if yeah. he was there, and they still playing well. I tell you what, Mina, it has been painful uh, for the Texans at times with the Colts. You know, they just come in there and they ruin the day at the very end, just, <laughs> just all hope just evaporating at the hands of what's, what's know, the, going back to Peyton Mina. Manning. I'm sorry, Mina. I'm sorry. What's the Houston thing? What, what's what the, do you mean? What's the relationship? That's like my adopted hometown. That's kind of oh, like Mina okay. and Seattle. I never understood it. I never understood it. Houston, you and the Cowboys. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like a thing. I mean, it's other like, than me like playing this. for them. You know, Houston I, colors? I think it, it, no, it seems like it. No, this is multicolored. No, this Mina. Mina, it is. It is. I mean, Mina, it is. It is, MK. Red and blue. No, it is. That is red and blue and white. Okay, there's like some peach in here. There's some other things going on. It's like a tie-dye situation. Mina, get us back to football. Uh, what intrigues yes. you the most when, uh, when our friend C.J. Stroud and uh, the Texans have the ball? No tank Dell, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I think for this Colts defense, one of the biggest challenges is how good C.J. Stroud has been, obviously generally, but particularly against cover three. He's been the second best quarterback in football when facing cover three this year. Mm -hmm. And anyone who's watched uh, Mike, uh, Kyle Shanahan offenses understands why. This is Bobby Sloak, who's offensive coordinator, obviously coming from San Francisco. Um, they measure in concepts that are basically designed to beat cover three. The problem for Indianapolis is they play amongst the most cover three in the entire NFL. So I think for their defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, you really have to seriously consider at least slightly changing some of your tendencies up. Maybe you play a little bit more man on early downs, a little bit more split safety shells uh, to protect against the deep ball on late downs. Because I, I personally believe if they just come out and play as much cover three as they've been playing, that standard uh, three-man shell, CJ Stroud will carve them up. up. Yeah, yep. you know, uh, this is week 18. I've been doing the show on Fridays for most of the season. Uh, this is my favorite ever show. We are all picking the Texans. Oh, I you did? Okay. Oh. I, I was the only one to ever pick them. Oh. Y'all made fun of me every week. And now here we are, like one big happy family. We've been, we've been, we've been loving the Texans. It's so great. Yeah. I love it. CJ's had a concussion. I hope that's we not bad luck. Don't y'all have some kind of curse yeah, here? Yeah, it's like a curse. A but it's only three. It's only three. Okay, good. Colts. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, what does all this mean for Nico Collins in fantasy this week? For that, we check in with AI-generated AI fantasy insights built with IBM. Watson X Collins projected to have a high of 26 fantasy points and a low of 11.3 his high and low lead all wide receivers this week second among all players behind only Dak.
facing the commanders. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right, coming up a Friday staple locks and keys. If Baker and the Bucks want to lock up that NFC South title and head to the playoffs, Mina has the key to success. You don't want to miss it. Limelight is brought to you by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Well, the big games continue with Super Wild Card Weekend next week featuring the annual Monday night game on January 15th. You ready, Swag? Who's going to get us ready for that? On we'll ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, indeed you will. Peyton and Eli will be over there. ESPN Deportes, ESPN Plus, and a divisional round game either Saturday the 20th or Sunday the 21st on the aforementioned ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. Swagoo will We'll be all over it. All right, time now for week 18 locks and keys where we break down. Why is that kind of dreamy music? Uh, the weekend's big games. Yeah, something to guarantee will happen. A lock, uh, something that'll play a big role in determining the outcome of key. Okay, we're going to start with the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Seattle needs a win to keep its playoff hopes alive, but also needs some help. Specifically, a loss by the Packers against the Bears. This is exactly like last year in Week 18. So, Swagoo, what do you think is the lock for this game? James Conner has 25 carries because that's mm. the way that this team is explosive right now, and he's the bell cow and the guy that I think makes everything go. When you think about the game against the Philadelphia Eagles, it was over and over again, like Novocaine, okay? And that's what I expect them to do against the Seattle Seahawks, not get into a crazy drop-back game. That's a really good secondary back there. James Conner is the bell cow, 25 carries. All right, Mina, what's the key in this one? Well, it kind of flows off of that. Seattle needs to figure out how to stop the run. Yep. Something they really could not do against Pittsburgh, but have struggled to do. The second half of the season, missed tackles all over the place. And on the flip side, uh, this Arizona run game, it wasn't just against Philadelphia. In the second half of the season, meaning since week eight, it's actually been first in the NFL yes. in EPA per play running the football. They've really landed on something special there when Kyler Murray back in the lineup and James Conner, and I think that'll continue. We're all on the Hawks in this one, but Mina, the Hawks and the Packers, those games are on at the same time. What's the strategy at your house? 
uh, I'm going to be like the Eagles, where I'm going to have one eye on my game, one eye on the other game, <laughs> and my head will be all over the place. It's just like, boom. Mina's going to be going crazy. All right. And assist, the Cowboys already in, so I'm good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, good for you. Uh, all right. To New Orleans, where the Saints are hosting the Falcons. If the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers, the winner of this game will clinch the NFC South. If the Bucs win, the Falcons are eliminated from playoff contention. Hard to believe they're even still in it. Uh, the Saints could still clinch a playoff berth with a win and losses by the Packers and the Seahawks. Mina, what is a lock to happen in this game? I think Alvin Kamara is going to get a ton of targets. He's got a ton of targets all year with Derek Carr, but uh, I think it would actually be smart for this Saints offense because this Falcons defense, while much improved, has really struggled to stop passes to running backs. They've been worst in the NFL in a lot of metrics in that regard, and the Saints love doing it, so I wouldn't be surprised to see 41 catches the ball. Swaggood, what's the key? When you want to scare people, you got to create utter chaos, and that's what the Saints defense needs to do, the four-man rush. Uh, when they pressure, get after the quarterback. Obviously, we know that Baker is kind of recovering from a hit from Tyron Matthew, but this team has played well. They've been aggressive. And give Dennis Allen some credit for going into Tampa. That was a big game for them to win, and it was mm -hmm. led by defense. Yeah, we're all on the Saints in this one who have won three of their last four. I know, Swaggy, you can't pick against them because that's right in your backyard. That would not go well. All right. But I can't. <laughs> you could, but you didn't. <laughs> All right, Atlanta beat New Orleans, uh, by the way, earlier this season. Now let's go to the Buccaneers, who will get another chance to clinch the NFC South after losing at home. You just mentioned it to the Saints last week. As a result of that, the Bucks now need a win over the Panthers to clinch the division title. Swagoo, what's a lock for this one? Mina, Mina prefaced it earlier. Mike Evans over a hundo. This is the mm. game where you lean into a matchup that you know can win consistently and Baker Mayfield understands that and I would think with rib with a rib injury he's going to want to find his big target as fast as he possibly can. This is the guy that gets this going for this offense and then you build everything off of that but him going over 100 yards is me saying like today is Friday. Okay. <laughs> Mina give us a key. Yeah, I'm not going to get cute here. Just don't turn the football over. You should beat this Carolina Panthers team. Mm. You can throw on them. You can run on them. You can get after the quarterback. You, you have every advantage in this oh. game. The only way you would undo those advantages is if you give away the football. So Baker Mayfield just needs to protect the rock. Yeah, again, he's dealing with that rib injury. We all think the Bucks are going to win this one. I mean, and who would have predicted Baker Mayfield puts them atop the AFC South? It's a pretty cool story. Actually, good redemption story for him. Speaking of Mayfield, there's a lot of money on the line this weekend for players with contracts that include incentives. Uh-huh, we did say money, which is like Swagoo's like ears are perking up here. So this is this is normally when we turn to you because you are you are money. Swaggo. Yeah. Oh, so you're going to tell us how players are going to get that bag. Yeah, we are. This is an incentive-laden weekend for some players in the league. And when I say incentives, I'm talking about money. That's why we got a segment called Get That Bag that we usually don't bring until the offseason. But we got to bring it because in week 18 of the NFL season, there are three guys that's looking to get more of that bag. Matter of fact, bring me my money gun and bring me my bag so I can get to it. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you tremendously. Look, we got props in here. Let's get to it, man. First of all, when you start talking about making money, Baker Mayfield is up. 
He needs to get into the playoffs to get $1 million. And we think he can do it based on what we just talked about. Get the ball to Mike Evans. Mixtape bake is what I has call, have called him all season. He fell out of the spotlight. All the commercials went away. And all he did was Tampa in Tampa is going ball. Give him a tremendous amount of credit for this resurgence in his career. He's played out of his mind. Chris Jones. $1.25 million for a half a sack. You got to get your money, CJ. Now, I know what the narrative is going to be. We don't want to risk an injury. We want, don't want him to get hurt. We want to rest our starters and get ready for the playoffs. The hell with that. You better go get that <laughs> 1.25, and if you don't want it, give it to me. Get your bag, CJ. Go on, get it, man. Andy, let him get out there. All he needs is about five plays to get a half a sack anyway. And last but not least, my man DeAndre Hopkins, who I thought the Kansas City Chiefs was supposed to go get as a wide receiver to help Patrick Mahomes. We've seen all the woes this year that those guys have. But he is up for some incentives as well. Don't worry about the graphic. The graphic won't come up on the screen. DeAndre Hopkins needs seven catches for $250,000. He needs 36, 39 more yards for another $250,000. And there's one more incentive that he can get for 250 grand. Yes, $750,000 is on the line for DeAndre Hopkins. This two touchdowns is on the line. First of all, if I'm the quarterback, let me tell y'all what I'm gonna do. Seven receptions, that's getting done in the first quarter. 39 yards, that's getting done in the first quarter. And then we're going to run that money up with them two touchdowns every time we in the red zone. Hey, fellas, go get y'all bag. It's money on the line. I don't give a damn about why I resting for the playoffs. Go get the 1.25, CJ. Go get the 1 million, Baker. And DeAndre, go get your 750000 man. I love it. Get that bag. I love it. Let's go. Drop the bags, Wagyu. Come on, shovel passes, whatever we have to do to get the offense money. Seven catches, man. people. All right, meanwhile, with the Bills, circle the wagon. Why does Mina think their best chance is to look away from one of their biggest stars? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This week on Sunday NFL Countdown before the final day of the season. Everything you need to know about Sunday's playoff stakes. Seven reporters at seven games. Plus Adam Schefter with the latest news on possible coaching changes. A wild NFL Sunday starts with us. NFL Countdown, 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. The Dolphins hosting the Bills Sunday night. The winner clinching the AFC East and the number two seed in the AFC. However... The Dolphins have already clinched a playoff berth, but not the Bills. So if the Steelers and the Jags win, entirely possible, the Bills would be eliminated from playoff contention entirely if they lose. Both head coaches weighing in on the stakes of this game. We've been in this situation for weeks, and um, our players, our team uh, are very resilient. 
Um, and, you know, we're led by our leader, leaders, and, and those guys have done a phenomenal job leading this team, and we've been through a lot, even going back to last season. And, and so you learn from those experiences. You lean on those experiences moving forward. This is the only game that matters to this team. Um, it's very important to each and every person in the organization to uh, accomplish a goal that was, uh, was talked about April 17th, uh, the first day of um, phase one, and that's winning the division. So I go, this feels like a real referendum on Miami. They have not been able to beat the good teams, uh, a real measuring stick of success for McDaniel and Tua. And on the other side, it has been a must win after must win after must win for the Bills. So in the end here, week 18, what do you think decides this matchup? Can the Miami Dolphins handle this newfound run game from the Buffalo Bills and how Joe Brady is deploying this run game with James Cook? and using it to, to create opportunities for Josh to push the ball downfield. It's a very unconventional thing that we've seen in the past years from the Buffalo Bills. We've asked the question, why don't they run more? Why, they don't, why don't they have more nuance out of the backfield and create less of a burden on Josh Allen to have to be so creative throughout the duration of a game? It's bold well for him, and it's also bold well for their defense who has now an opportunity to sit on the sideline and rest and recover and see pictures of what's hurting them from an offensive standpoint and go out and have success. I talk about the run game a lot, and I know I get on my peers' nerves, but I believe that it calms everything else around the football team. Defense, quarterback, wide receivers, everybody benefits when you can run the football at a very high rate. And Joe Brady understood that. And we had so many conversations about Josh yeah. Allen having to be Superman Since every single the game. Preseason, yeah, we were talking about this. Absolutely. How Buffalo would establish that run game. And, and the idea of what they wanted to do started in offseason when they went and got Damian Harris mm -hmm. from New England, who um, ended up getting injured, and this newfound. James Cook, who is a phenomenal athlete, mm -hmm. out of the backfield catching and running. I like this new iteration of Buffalo, and I think this iteration of Buffalo actually makes Josh Allen a better quarterback. Yeah, 5-1 and one under Brady. All right, Mina, what do you think is the key to this matchup? Well, I, I think Marcus is right, but I would sort of build on that by saying it's not just about James Cook running the ball. It's about him catching the ball. Yep. I would expect him to get some mm. targets in this game against a Dolphins defense that's given up the second most yards for play to running backs catching the ball in the NFL. And then it's about Josh Allen carrying the ball, which has been another weakness for this Miami mm. defense. And we know year after year, when it's that must-win time for Buffalo, how often do you see them smashing that QB draw button, break in case of emergency, because they know they have the ultimate weapon under center. Um, this is not a game where you want to force the ball to Stephon Diggs, who has not been a huge factor in recent weeks. You're playing a Miami defense that's very injured and has one superstar in that secondary. His name is Jalen Ramsey. If he is mm. on Stephon Diggs, we'll see if he shadows him. Ignore them. Yep. You have so many yeah. other ways to attack this defense. There is no reason to throw the football at Jalen Ramsey ever in this game. Again, especially given the injuries they have with no Xavier Howard and then some of the issues up front. All right, let's take a look at our picks for this game. Mina is Ooh. the only one taking the Bills. They won 10 of 11 against the Finns, just three and four on the road. Mina, the floor is yours. 
Uh, for me, it's really all about the injuries on that Miami defense. If they were fully healthy, I might go in a different direction. I just think it's too much for them to overcome at this point in the season. And I like how the evolution of the Bills offense will work in their favor. Yeah, they have injuries on both sides of the ball, really. But Swagoo, how strongly are you picking Miami? Or is this like He's a, nervous. a shaky I'm pick? It's a nervous I'm pick, nervous right? I think yeah. a shootout bodes well the for the Miami Dolphins. If this game becomes about grinding it out, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. I don't think the Dolphins can play that way. It has to be explosive offensively for Tua and these weapons, minus Jalen Waddle, in order for Miami to win this game. Can you guys believe that the regular season is going to be over no, after the weekend? No, I know. It has gone so quickly, and here we are just the way the football guys Playoffs. love it. Coming down to week 18, winner take all game. <laughs> there you go. Thank you very, very much. It, it still works, doesn't it? Still it works. It, it still does. Works. All right, you guys have a great weekend. We will be back here on Monday. Enjoy the games. See you, folks. Well, we'll know the playoff matchups by Monday. Crazy. Bye.